This is the Family Electric Ghost, and we're celebrating the release today of the fourth Family Electric Ghost album, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb on Amazon.com as a CD. So this is the fourth CD that Family Electric Ghost has actually produced. Our first CDs came out in 2016 with the CD Something Wicked, the first Family Electric Ghost album, Indigo Menace, the second, and then Synesthesia Neo Soul Surrender. And that all those albums are still available on Amazon.com. But today, um, The Flower of the Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, it has been released. And we're very excited that this CD has come out. We, we have a relationship with TuneCore. Uh, we put this out on our own indie label, Expansive Sound Experiments. It's a separate effort from our Bentley and Mojo Head Records. It's something that we were very happy with. This album was totally produced by well, all the initial tracks were created on the Teenage Engineering OPZ. So that's kind of a, a, a real showcase. And then what we did is we did some overdubs within our hardware workflow where appropriate, where we use the Moogs and the Roland gear that we've talked about. Now, Josephine Electric appears uh, courtesy of a Roland VT4 vocal transformer. This album basically takes the idea of the Dark Ghost series of albums without saying Dark Ghost and talks about love blooming in the tomb. So basically, like the negative side of love, that things are kind of fall apart. It's the constant theme that we've had. And um, we, we find it very, you know, cathartic to, to do these songs. But then we have a kind of a, of a pop song about oral fetish in that Lollipop is um, one of our first really core tracks on the T uh, Teenage Engineering OPZ. We really came alive with all the sub components that you can do with the editing on the OPZ and what, what you can actually do with that machine. And that song really kind of pops. And we've got videos on YouTube and Instagram for that. We're going to be pushing a lot of this stuff again because it took a while for Amazon to actually create the CD for us. But now this CD is out there. And what we're doing also is like if we have a Patreon and if you want to join our Patreon, and supporters will provide um, a copy of the CD if you support us at, at a higher level. Um, there's different levels you can support us at. This CD is a $10 CD, so we'd be looking for a contribution that's a little larger than um, than what we've done. We're going to create a Patreon um, campaign for this specifically in the next day or two. So if you go to our Patreon, you'll see it maybe tonight. I'll have it up there. But then again, this is a physical CD of an album that is on Spotify, it's on Amazon streaming services, but if you want a physical copy of a Family Ghost album, this is your opportunity. We're going to have some other segments where we talk about the individual tracks from this record. So thank you, and go and check out the link. I'm gonna put my Just for you, and you could 
So this is Fam Liquid Ghost. We're going to talk about the first track we have on here from um, The Flower Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. Now, it's actually not the first track on the album, but what's different about this track is this track is kind of like um, the song uh, It Will Never Last, She's Got the Naz, or When Miss Electric Comes to Town. 
this particular song doesn't use the OPZ from Teenage Engineering. This is our rocker for the album. So we tend to put kind of Sign of the Times, Prince-inspired rock-type songs, like I'll Never Take the Place of Your Man. And this is, we got a love for that kind of funk rock, going back to Parliament Funkadelic and Sly and the Family Stone, you know, showing that you can kind of rock out. And the thing with this, this is like, this is synthesized rock. This is using the Roland Juno GI. And the thing is, sometimes Rolands are disparaged as being, um, you know, people are going to do these kind of ambient sound, really highly produced tracks. But I've been able to kind of take my punk aesthetic and use my Roland Juno to create punk, heavy rock rockers that are not exactly what you think you do with a Roland. It's not just like well-rehearsed Pro Tools pads strung together in really tight composition. I try to keep it kind of loose and punky. So that's what this song is about. It's basically, you know, Josephine talking about having these midnight orchids, which is her euphemism or way of talking about her sexuality and female sexuality. But this kind of like this dark gothic thing of having sex in the tomb. And this is kind of the, the eruption of that sex in the, the tomb. So the flower that blooms at midnight in the tomb, you can be thought of as, um, you know, having... Uh, uh, an orgasm in the cemetery, having this sex in the tomb. And the flower blooms because that's the love death. That's the sexual act. So that's what this song's about. And then we'll move on to the next track, which is Lollipop All Day Sucker. We're going to talk about that in a separate segment. Oh, 
Ghost. This is episode 152, and we finally got to the point where we're going to talk about the actual songs on our latest album, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. This album is special because in a couple of weeks, well, six to eight weeks on Amazon.com, you're going to be able to get the physical CD. We haven't had a physical CD available since 2016 when we had our first three Family Electric Ghost albums, Something Wicked, Indigo Menace, and Synesthesia, Sweet Neo Soul Surrender. And now we've gotten um, back with TuneCore, and uh, we're distributing on YouTube. Um, we're on Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify, um, iTunes, many, many others. <clears throat> so this album is um, our latest album for 2019. We had another album that we released that's just streaming and download only. It's called Wretched Symphony Number no. 8. But this album uh, was recorded with the OPZ. It was actually recorded recorded ahead of Wretched uh, Symphony, uh, and Wretched Symphony actually sequentially actually came after this album. But what's cool about this record is we used <clears throat> the Teenage Engineering OPZ OPZ, which is a little um, workstation actually. It's you know to- talked about to be a multimedia synthesizer and sequencer. It's more like a little Korg Kronos um, at a micro level, but you can record a whole record, and that's what this record is. So we had a couple of flourishes that we used our Moog and our Roland, um, you know the DFAM and the Mother Thirty Two and the Roland um, Juno, and we used the Roland um, VT three and VT four vocal transformers with our studio electronics microphone. Using our hardware workflow, where we record these hardware sense directly into digital recorders from Zoom, so that's what we did. And this album, we're gonna go and talk each song through. So the first title track is the first proper song we actually developed with the OPZ. We had a lot of false starts, we had a lot of stuff that we worked on. But Lollipop All Day Sucker, and this is a you know a, a sexual kind of fetish 
funk type of exercise and not different than what Prince did with Dirty Mind. But the idea is Josephine has got an oral fixation that's, you know, toward her female and male partners. And she just goes on and on about how, you know, she she wants to have, you know, this experience with oral pleasure with her female and male lover. And, you know, she just wants to, you know, all day sucker. <laughs> and that kind of is a reference to uh, George Clinton, Parla McFunkadelic had had a term, but I, I, I actually kind of change it up a little bit and, you know, all day suck her is like a very sexual connotation is that, you know, it's a female oral pleasure. Um, so this basically, Josephine's directness toward her female lover, but it also is directed toward her male lover because she talks about the candy cane stick and, you know, to get that candy cane drip and from that candy cane stick and the lipstick. So, and it's a mixture of a lot of different uh, like uh, concepts because you get this idea there's a vampire uh, um, reference. There's this reference between the candy canes and the lipstick uh, trick and lipstick drip and it's just a lot of sexual fetish. But that's what the song is. And it, it was built with the OPZ. This is totally an OPZ construction using the step components to create the, the, the kind of the sound that you hear. Uh, and it's different than any other track I've ever done. And a lot of tracks on this album are very different than traditional Phantom Electric Ghost tracks because we're using the OPZ. But this song, I think, really has a different feel from the music I've done with the Moogs and the Rollins. Um, so this song is a, is a favorite of mine. I have a YouTube video for it. And it's um, it's been pretty well received so far. It's, been, it's actually been played a lot. And when I'm looking at the Spotify counts on this record, it's actually getting pretty good reception. Uh, it is, you know, a strange beast. And the, the way we constructed it on the OPZ, you can take these 16-step um, tracks and then you can chain them. But what I did is I actually, instead of chaining them, I manually took parts that I created and manually kind of DJ'd them directly into the Zoom recorder. And then also there's the ability to do a manual override on a track to introduce some of the step components in real time. And so I real time do some of the step component uh, tricks, which actually put rules on some of the steps and you can have multiple rules, but I did these manually overriding um, the current track as it was running through. And uh, that's basically how the song was constructed. We've submitted this song to try to do a live performance in New York City. Um, but waiting to see if we get to do that. We're also um, in negotiations to actually get on a record label. We're not going to say who it is. But this album won't be on that. We're actually working on a different record. Which right now we're feeling the next record is going to be on this other label. And we're going to have a distribution deal with this other company. We're going to run all of our singles going forward into um, this other company. Uh, that we'll mention as soon as we get the deal finalized. But we're pretty excited. Uh, we got a lot of cool things going, going on this year. The next song is a cancer poem. Now, we had a lot of cancer poem projects we've done over the years. In the last year or two, we've had start and stops with certain songs that we actually wanted to do a full rock opera uh, project that took our poems from 1980 um, 
well, they're from like 1997. Um, so from 1997, we wrote this book called Cancer. And then we actually got cancer <laughs> a couple of years later. But but it wasn't about that. It was more about political, uh, economic, and you know, micro level and macro level um, corruption in society. So uh, corruption within somebody's relationship and a corrupt government. And, you know, the different levels of corruption from environmental pollution to, you know, anomie, which is physical, you know, social dissonance and all kinds of concepts. But this idea of this song, Wreck on Videotape, I've talked about it before because I had a separate episode. Wreck on Videotape is about a porn star named Savannah, who was a girlfriend of Greg Allman. And there was this real bad tragedy where she had a car accident and she hurt herself. Uh, I think she damaged her face. She damaged her nose and she looked, uh, she felt like she wasn't going to be able to go on. And so she actually took a gun and she killed herself after the car accident. And I wrote this poem back during the, you know, the time that this happened. I never name checked Savannah, but I figured I would, I would after all these years, I'd, I'd kind of talk about it because you know, Greg Ullman's passed away and Savannah's gone. But this idea was that this poem talks about this all-American girl that in anger left the world. And so I, I, I took the idea of her, you know, the anger is the suicide by the gun. And um, I talk about a cold, hard cash about an automatic and she took her own life. And she kind of went through the gate. She, the car accident, her car kind of went through a gate. So there are references to actual car accident. And then there's references to her suicide. And then it talks about, like, you know, what is about industry that, pre, that preys on human frailty. <clears throat> so this idea within the adult film industry that, some of the weaknesses of certain people are exploited. And, you know, the end result is you check, there's a lot of suicides, there's a lot of overdoses in the adult film industry. So that, that's a comment on that. And this is another um, OPZ track. But what we did with this track is we actually took our Arturia Mini Boot 2S and our Mother 32 and a Make Noise Morphogene and did a lot of analog, um, what you would call expansive sound or atmospheric analog background modeling. So there's a lot of weird bubbling analog synth modulation courtesy of the, the Arturia Mabu 2S sequencer, the math utility module, which has rising and falling modulation, and um, the Mother 32 Moog. Uh, so we're taking all these analog signals. And initially when we wrote this, we did this song, we had another version where a lot of those analog signals were at the front on top, but we found that by putting them in the background and bring them at a really low volume, they really enhanced the, the, the kind of sound of the song, kind of have a menacing feel at certain points. Um, and so that's what is on this track and we really like the, the feel of it. The next track is Fistation Blue Mood is, uh, again, Josephine Electric, when I created her as a, as a character, we created her from the idea that she's a dominatrix. And the fixation blue mood is this idea that, that she has a fetish for, you know, doing um, fixation kind of like choking insects, but not to the point of death or harm. But this like kind of autoerotica asphyxiation. And this whole song is kind of her playing on that and talking about this woman she calls it fixation blue who is this character that we've created that is another dominatrix that is really into this kind of autoerotica 
kind of toke faced uh, based sex. So it's just a romp in that way. And it's got another different feel than any other song because we really went heavy into the step components on the OPZ. And this song is all OPZ, no Moog or anything else. And it's it's just constructed in a way that you, it's somewhat like writing with a Moog. I mean, a lot of what you do with a Moog or an analog synth is you let happy accidents happen with modular synths in particular. And my Moogs are modular or semi-modular. And the OPZ has the ability with the step components to, to create um, atmospheric synthesis. And it's not a heavy uh, synth where you model a sound, but you can model a sequence. And so it is like a supreme sequence modeling device. And this is a good example of how far you can go with it with a lot of the modulation that's going on on the steps in this song kind of show how powerful the OPZ is, and we found it very useful to get our point across. Now, the song Treaties on How to Do That Do is kind of another version of Asphyxiation Blue. Uh, it's taken the same kind of motif of this dominatrix idea, and Josephine is just out there in this kind of sexual romp. And again, it's the, the step components are the lead and the song, it, uh, we really started to understand how to use them after about three weeks of owning the OPZ. And so treaties on how to do that do. There's a YouTube video for it, and it's been doing pretty good uh, on the reception. And it's just uh, another kind of dominatrix Josephine Electric being um, in the lead of how, how she approaches sex and passion. And she is an alpha and she tends to put herself in that role. She is the queen of the dungeon. She's the queen of the sex play. And that is all of all this is about. Now, Dead Eye Fade is kind of a, is another OPZ track, but less step components, more sparse. And it actually focuses on uh, Josephine's resentments in a relationship um, with, with her partner. This time it was a male partner and she basically is very, you know, resentful and angry and it's kind of like blues. Like I'm gonna, you know, take you out to the river or, or like, hey Joe, like, you know, she's got resentments toward her ex-love and she's just um, taking it out. And that's all I can say about that song. And Wretch Cutoff is another song uh, that kind of goes there where she's calling her partner a wretch, could be a female or male. And they just, she's just cutting them off because they, they are, it's got to the point where the only way she's going to survive is that she has to break away from the relationship and just cut them off. And Josephine has a habit of uh, being resentful in her situations or her relationships and uh, and being real clear about what that means. And so her, her term, instead of using the B word, she uses wretch, which kind of goes back to our kind of love of 19th century Victorian poetry and con concepts like that. And we talk about little death which is like uh, Tennyson's and the Romantic Poets' uh, way of talking about orgasms. Now, Phoenix Arising and Creeping Sorted Pestance are another set of cancer poems. So the Phoenix Arising poem is basically a poem about macro-level social uprising and this idea that somebody's going to, you know, kind of rise up from the, from the street and the people are going to be able to take power and take control. And you've seen like in history, that doesn't always work. 
you get the French Revolution, sometimes that works, the American Revolution. But a lot of times, you know, peasants or people at the bottom aren't able to kind of express themselves or get what they want in society. And Phoenix Uprising is, is a, Phoenix Arising is kind of kind of like a, a political electronic music. We we created this kind of acronym, political electronic music. And it, it is part of our cancer poem book that we created this song. And look, for a second, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna read um, the Phoenix Rising poem so you can hear the whole thing. So let's get the whole poem. <laughs> I gotta find it. Sometimes it's not so easy to find my stuff. But we took a lot of the um, ideas from the cancer book um, to actually do this this project. And um, now I can't find it. <laughs> it's always interesting when you don't find what you want. Um, so, I think we're not gonna find that right now. So let's let it be um, what it is. Uh, disappointing because I can't find my poem. It might actually be a poem, now that I think of it, it's actually a poem from um, my other project, which is called Synesthesia. So I think we talked about this in a previous broadcast, so you have to go back and look at that. But Creeping Sorted Pestilence is a cancer poem that we did. And this is another OPZ track. Most of these tracks are OPZ tracks. But it was, um, you know, this feeling that we created um, with, um, you know, the cancer poems, which are, there's a whole set of cancer poems that are macrocosm and then there's microcosm. And this was part of the, the macrocosm talking about social, social dissonance. So we're going to read the poem. Midnight devoid of starlight, creeping sordid pestilence, innocence by wolves consumed by daybreak, no difference in the day, bullets in school hallways, numbing powders hidden in locker rooms, Streets of passion, blood soaked in pain. Too many needles, finding awaiting veins. No shelter in the home. Blackened eyes, see nowhere left to go. A ma mother's sacrifice for what she no longer knows. Now, when we took this poem, we put it into the song. We took liberties on where some of those lines went. And it's kind of that what happens with a poem. And when you transform it into a song, you, you tend to change where the refrain is. You change where, where you actually speak it out. At least that's what I do with my poetry when I turn in the songs. And so that was a, you know, a true cancer poem that we did for this. Now we have this other song, which is another kind of resentment, for, um, you know, uh, a lover uh, kind of spat type of song. So this song is Cold Steel Stiletto Embrace. And um, this song was um, another song kind of toward the male partner that Josephine had. And she's gotten to the point where, you know, she feels like the only thing they need is this cold steel stiletto embrace, which is pretty, pretty hateful and pretty negative, but is, is where she is. You know, she's feeling very resentful. She's feeling like she was used and she's uh, kind of, kind of holding to her ground and taking, taking a night back. And, um, and actually being the aggressor and being the person that might take you out of the world. That's that's basically what this song is. And it's pretty, pretty, pretty dark, but that's, you know, part of the Dark Ghost series of records. This is a Dark Ghost album, but we're not 
don't actually say Dark Ghost in it because it would make the title too long. <laughs> but it's a, it's a kind of got that Dark Ghost feel from our Dark Ghost Volume 1, which we're kind of disappointed. It looks like it's not going to come out on vinyl, but we're going to rework that and see what we do with it with our new um, relationship we've got with um, some other um, with our new partner. But because we were going to put it out and some of the songs have already been out, uh, that album's going to probably be something we do on our own outside of our record deal. But the last couple of songs we have here are um, interesting because we do get to one song that we didn't use the OPZ. So we'll get to that shortly. But we have Deep Fade Bait, which is kind of the sounds painting, atmospheric, uh, spoken word experiment. It might be the weakest song on the album. Might be the song people skip. It was just at the time, it was an experiment in the OPZ of kind of expansiveness to see if we could do a sound painting as much as I'll say about that. But in the Den of Sin, we really like the bass line that we got out of the OPZ on this song. And this is another Josephine Electric uh, being in the dungeon, being the queen of the dungeon, or sadomasochist dominatrix fetish mode. And she's in this fetish bondage mood that came from um, the first song which is, you know, that mentions that is her asphyxiation blue. We don't really name check the idea, but this is the Denison where, you know, it's like you don't know where she begins and he ends or he begins and she ends. That's the, the main concept is they're in this dungeon and they're, they're having sex and it's just so, so crazy. It's like it was snake pit and, you know, you can't tell who's who. And it's a real sex romp orgy kind of situation. It's very, very, um, you know, experimental, kind of extreme, but the idea is that that's what it's about. And uh, we're not making apologies for it. This is like we're trying to take take feelings and and express it, expressions that maybe aren't normally done. We're a big fan of Lou Reed. If you go back to the first Velvet Underground albums, he he talked a lot about things that were you know not normally talked about in music. And we've been very big proponents of doing experimental music, and we're big love, lovers of uh, Velvet Underground. Uh, and, and bands like Big Star and Neil Young, Crazy Horse, getting into the kind of ditch trilogy of doing songs that are not necessarily popular songs, but are songs that you had a feeling, you had an idea. It might come from a dark place. It might come from a happy place, but it's something you want to express. And it's not necessarily trying to, to reach the top 10, but you're just making an artistic statement. And a lot of times what we felt like Hendrix had these this idea, like, you know, you're going to do sound paintings. And a painter sometimes feels, you know, dark and desolate and they'll create that type of art. You'll get a Monet, very beautiful, very pastoral. You get kind of disjointed stuff with, uh, you know, uh, all different types of things that you can see out there in the world with some art. And we, we, we're kind of doing the social dissonance. And sometimes we get like a happy song, uh, like like I would say Lollipop, All Day Sucker is probably the, like the most... Well, and asphyxiation blue mood or have have kind of an upbeat tempo. Probably the most upbeat songs on the record. And then that goes to the probably the most the only real rocker rock song on this album is Midnight Orchid. You know, Midnight Orchid is um is a strange song and it, it is not using OPZ at all. We're going back to our normal um workflow and using our Juno. And we, we're actually just using a Juno, a Beatstep Pro, 
tied to a um, JDXI, which is the standard family electric ghost structure we were using since 2016. And we created a lot of rockers that are in the kind of um, sign of times, kind of never take the place of your man type of structure. Um, we're big fans of that kind of Prince rock style. They started with that kind of album. We started doing rock songs like that. Or you could say never take the place of your man. Um, is, you know, that kind of structure. Um, but that's the idea. And we've got the voice kind of pitched through the VT4 a little bit more than normal. It's more hyper. It's kind of Camille-like as a nod to Prince. We're doing a more of a hyper, um, you know, Sir Lollipop Camille, really kind of tweaked out high-pitched vocoder to get that effect for this record. And uh, it is, it's a rocker and that's what it is. Um, and then the last song F Mitch is uh, our node to uh, uh, the, the Senate majority leader, Mitch McConnell, because we think he's just a total political ass. And so we just took our venom out on him. And that's a political electronic song. That's basically Josephine taking a lot of venom on Mitch. And that's the, that's the whole record. It's out there on all of these, um, these, these platforms. And I hope that you really like, um, like what we've done here and check it out on all the streaming platforms. And we will put the hyperlink to the Amazon version when it's available. Thank you very much for listening and hope you check out this record. We put a lot of work into it. Thank you.